Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. It is myself and Matt DiStefano previewing week three of the NFL as well as college football with a bunch of teams coming back. The SEC starting up, the Big Ten announcing it. We break down everything. We have Greg Piatelli on as a guest picker. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Search the bullpen cart, mash that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review if you can. We will give you a shout-out on the show. ThunderBLG is the handle on Twitter. Give us a follow. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, The Bullpen Cart podcast facebook group is where you want to join to be a part of the conversation but enjoy this week's episode everybody hopefully the eagles pull out their first w and here we go Welcome to this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and making his triumphant return to the podcast after a long summer without football. It is Matty D, Matt DiStefano. How are you, my friend? I uh, We were talking a little bit beforehand. I'm just sipping my tea. I'm relaxed. That's the key. Just relax. All right? It's classic Aaron Rodgers line. Um, uh, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now, you know, about football, about sports, life. Just relax a little bit. You know, we're heading into the, the fall, autumn. The leaves are changing. But I am uh, – I'm trying to stay calm. And I think you know why. I mean, we'll get into it, obviously, come, moving forward. But uh, it's been – Excellent. Here's the thing. It's been excellent to watch the NFL. I, I'll be blunt and say that like college really hasn't captured my attention yet, you know, um, which for obvious reasons, right? I mean, they're, they're, you know, kind of different in terms of like their scheduling this year is a lot of screwed up, but I can tell you the NFL has kicked off strong. Um, I don't think they've missed a beat uh, even with, with no fans. Like it's been amazing to see um, teams are, are, are rolling. Uh, it's been a great start to the season. I totally agree with you, and I'm in a similar boat with college football. Of You and I both have had busier golf schedules this year, and uh, September was no different for that in terms of figuring out which way, you know, what you're looking at and, and all this different stuff. But I have, like, I've caught the weeknight games because some some divisions, mainly the Sun Belt, have been on, on random nights. There's been a couple Friday night games, so I've thrown those on. It's, it's nice to have on the background. Also, the, the other big thing with college – and part, part of it is that some of the bigger conferences have just come back or will be coming back right. in October, uh, is that we still have hockey and basketball along with the normal run of baseball and the FedEx Cup playoffs. So there's a lot of other stuff going on. And as college football is starting to develop a little more, it, uh, it'll definitely take over, especially now. You know, the NBA is, is close to setting its finals, it's, I believe it. That was game four was last night of the Eastern Conference. I think it's game four of the Western Conference tonight, Thursday. Correct, correct. And then the Stanley Cup Finals is already through three games. So we're you know quickly losing these other sports. Don't know when they're going to restart again. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But obviously for bigger reasons, we understand why we don't have a solid date. But 
now that you know we're starting to clear the way for the rest of of football and and college is a part of that um i'm sure we'll jump into that a little more but i deco your your sentiment about the nfl aside from no preseason you can see it with a couple people it has been awesome to have the nfl back and watching red zone watching sunday night football monday night football it's been incredible and we didn't a quick behind the curtain a little inside baseball the podcast we didn't do a week two matt and i both Got pretty busy with work. I had this big golf tournament at, at my club. Matt had a big golf tournament at his club last week. So we had to prepare for that. Um, yeah, and just got kind of caught up. So apologize, apologies that we didn't do week two. Uh, but we're back and better than ever, to use a little Mike and Mike quote from back in the day, uh, for week three. And, yeah, these first couple weeks have been have been awesome. I thought the presentations have been great. The Fox graphics, to get a little technical – I think they're a little they look a little almost nfl blitz like little over the top but espn and monday night football the new crew i think is is outstanding yeah i really like them i i thought they've had uh, I, I wasn't a fan of the last crew so i've really enjoyed their commentary um i still wish somebody else was in the box monday night um certain nationwide spokesman of? Say again. A certain nationwide spokesman. Wait a second. Uh, wait, who's the nationwide spokesman? It is a quarterback, but I don't know if it's the same one. I'll take either of the two quarterbacks that I think you're thinking of one, and I'm thinking of another one. Is the one you're thinking um, of? Does the, is the one you're thinking of currently doing games? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, thinking, thinking of Peyton Romo. Manning. You're thinking of Manning. Here's yeah, yeah. the thing. The run reason I kind of like Romo, and we might have talked about this last year on a podcast. I like Romo not on Monday night is because. Um, it, it allows him to kind of get better game potentials, right? Um, so, like, Monday night, you're kind of, you're locked in, right? There's no flexing of Monday night, but Romo should get the best games on, on Sundays, right? He's, they're not, he's, you know, part of their number one. Uh, is he number one? Is he number one or is yeah, he? Yeah, it's, it's him and Nance. Right. He's number number one for CBS, right? CBS. No, CBS. And then, and then Romo, I mean, it's Aikman, Aikman and, and Buck, Buck are number on one. Fox and then, obviously, uh, Collinsworth and – Al Michaels on NBC, and now Steve Levy, right. Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy on on Monday Night Football, and then Week One we had the College Football Crew as well. And they were great. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I look. I'm a big um, Lewis Riddick fan. I love I that he too. brings the front off office perspective yeah. because I think it's really important when you talk about different players. Um, he's very rarely very well spoken. Obviously, Greasy has former playing experience too, which I think is so important. I think it's great if you're gonna have a three man box to kind of split it like that. Like I don't necessarily want two players. I like a player and a, and somebody who kind of still knows football and has been directly involved with it, but is back and forth. So I really, really enjoy um, kind of listening to their back and forths. Um, and the best thing is too, like they should only get better, right? Because they didn't, to your point, they didn't have a quote unquote preseason either, right? They've kind of been thrown into the fire on it. So um, I like it. No, and that's a really good point too, that, you always joke of how many times there's like crazy penalties in the preseason, but then you go, that's preseason for the refs, but it is, you're right. There is, it, there's a preseason for announcing it. And especially on Monday night, cause they actually use it. Uh, so to throw these guys right into the mix where Riddick has been, you know, mainly an, a studio analyst guy. And then, uh, you know, he does, right. he used to do a bunch of hits on a Mike and Mike on an, way back when it was SVP and Rosillo, then Rosillo and Cannell, and all those different shows. Will Kane in the mix, um, Stephen A. Smith. All, you know, I'm just listing off ESPN people now, but you know, to let the, you know let them cut it loose has just been incredible to see. And yeah, I think 
through two weeks, the on-field product has been great, despite week two being a minefield of injuries. Uh, I think the play has been has been pretty good. There's been some guys that you can tell probably maybe needed a preseason or a fuller training camp and OTAs, but yeah, I think uh, I think everybody's caught up to speed pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think so too. You know, these are professionals is what they do. Um, the one thing I thought was is interesting too is like there's obviously been some surprises and we'll get into those, but the good teams are the good teams as we expected. Like some of the top dogs have really come out and fired. Well, um, there hasn't really been a letdown for the chiefs or the Ravens or the Seahawks. Um, um, we can talk about the saints, but you know, I, overall, I think things are somewhat going as expected, um, which is nice. Who is your biggest shock since you mentioned that? Oh, I guess my question, like, I, so I would just say biggest shock overall. It's, it's so hard, right? We're in week two. I think that's really challenging to, like, pick an overall shock. And I don't want to overreact to anything. You know, the easy choice, like, in terms of pure, like, shock is that, that our Eagles are 0-2. Um, but, but I think the team that's probably more shocking, I think, is the Jaguars fielding a competent football team and being a really good-looking one-and-one. Um that's impressive to me, you know? Um, so I think they're probably – because they like were trying to tank, right? Like that's what they wanted to do, and they're not tanking. Um, they have so little – I mean, they honestly have so little talent on the field when you think about it on both sides of the ball, but they've come out and played well. So they're probably my biggest surprise team, biggest shock overall is that they're, they won a game. Like impressive to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. The fact that they're – actually looking pretty good we knew they were going to be pretty pass heavy because they they let go of Leonard Fournette and they don't really have anybody else you know to to hand the ball off to uh it'll be Mm. interesting we're recording this before Thursday night football so we could sound completely crazy and and buying into it DJ Chark not playing uh so we'll see what they do against the Dolphins uh their team that that also sticks out to me a little bit of just they're 0-2 and and their defense is is not outstanding but They've been a little better than, than expected. They gave the Bills a run for their money in week two, I thought. I would say this. Like, I was, like, a lot of people were picking the Dolphins as potential dark horses to win the division. Again, it's only week two, so I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but I'm not surprised at all. You, again, they, they sign a bunch of free agents. That doesn't do it for me, right? I mean, you overpay for a corner. And Byron Judge is a good player, don't get me wrong, but. You brought in a lot of like Patriots, which I never think is a good idea. There's a reason they leave the Patriots, um, like Kyle Van Noy. Um, there's somebody else down there too whose name will come to me, but I- I'm not a huge fan of that. I also, to me, like don't understand at this point. Like it's nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you drafted Tua. If he's healthy, he should play. They have enough weapons offensively. Not shocked that Jordan Howard isn't getting the ball. Still, one of the biggest mysteries is when he was an Eagle and stopped getting carries as well. I, I really don't get it. I'd love for somebody to break down some film on that one for me. Um, I know Miles Gaskin looks okay. Matt Breida hasn't really done anything, which is kind of a shame, but I'm not surprised by the Dolphins. I know other people might be, but they don't surprise me being 0-2. You don't go sign a bunch of guys in free agency and suddenly be really good. It rarely happens in, in the in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the other team that's not struck, that, that did not, it's not surprising me that they look really good are the Patriots. Like I don't know. 
a lot of people were really down on them. It's not even Cam Newton. It's just like the organization still has a ton of talent up there. And they I think a lot of people are worried about the, the opt-outs. Greg talks about that a little bit in the guest picker segment. Yeah, and that makes sense. I, I can respect where Greg's coming from there then. Um, but they're still really well coached, and they tend to take a lot of third and fourth round draft picks and make them viable starters, if not sixth and seventh round draft picks. So, yeah. For sure. And I did mention that. So Greg Piatelli is our guest picker. He and I recorded that over our lunch break, so Matt is not on there. So what we'll do is whenever we throw it over there, we'll you'll hear our picks, me and Greg chatting about that. Then Matt will give us his picks. He's seen what, what Greg and I have picked and probably tell us how wrong we are and then make his five picks. But, Matt, before we jump back over to the NFL, we did mention a little bit of college. I know we haven't watched a ton of it, but is there anything that's been sticking out to you that you've seen in terms of scores, stats, prospects? I know you're a big prospect and draft guy. Yeah. That, you know, that um, you want to talk one, about. Good. No, the one that pops, the, the thing that really is really fun and interesting is everybody opting back in, right? Yeah. Um, Ohio State lost a bunch of guys. They're opting back in. We just had um, uh, Rondell Moore, the really good receiver from Purdue, who you don't really know a lot about as he plays at Purdue, but he's coming back in. Um, I, I'm kind of holding out hope that Jamar Chase comes back in. Mika Parsons, the excellent linebacker for Penn State. Now, the problem is some of those guys may have signed with agents, I really think the right thing for the NCAA to do, both from a PR standpoint and also just like a get talent on the field standpoint and do what's best for the athletes is basically make an exception this year. And if somebody did, you know, sign with an agent, like with have the money withheld and kind of wait to the end of the year to opt, you know, to go ahead and then declare for the draft. Cause yeah. I just think it's a, um, it's a shame we're not going to have some of those guys. Um, but Justin Fields is back, which is really important for Ohio Huge. state, even though I hate it. Um, it's all right. It's huge to have him back. So I think to me, like that's the biggest storyline is these guys coming back. And I appreciate a lot of the players doing so. Um, it's gonna be really fun to watch. You want the best talent on the field in college, right? And it's one of the cool things about college football is yeah. While a lot of guys do opt out after their quote unquote junior year, um, a, a ton of them stay at least three years. So the talent should be up there. Um, and this weekend kind of starts to kick things off. We kind of see where, where teams come out, like who might be sluggish, who might not be sluggish. You know, Clemson has obviously been good enough so far. Um, I, I guess what I'm fascinated to see is, is there a lot of, like, are we still, are these, do these teams, or did we rank teams correctly? Like, are they still going to rock and roll? I don't know. Yeah, so to, to go on to that point, it's going to be really intriguing because obviously Ohio State got, removed out of the rankings once the Big Ten was like, we're not coming back. And even after a couple weeks, they're like, mm -hmm. yanked them. So it'll be really interesting to see there. But kind of to your point of how teams have done, like Louisville, for instance, was ranked 18th, loses to Miami, but is still in the top 25. A team like Marshall jumped out of nowhere because they beat App State. Like and teams are just kind of, they're arbitrarily, you know, picking and choosing almost like you know, the old phone operators moving wires here and there and, you know, Oklahoma State won by nine points, so they moved down four spots. Whereas Miami has this great win over Louisville and jumps up five spots. UNC's hanging in there. They they won by 25 over, over Syracuse, and that was their first game. So where this ends up going, and especially once the Big Ten does return in October, is going to be pretty incredible to see. Now, we haven't really heard anything about any ideas of bowl games or anything like that, or, or even a college football playoff. So the fact that the Big Ten is going to go a little longer – maybe a really interesting storyline, but we kind of have to see how everything develops. 
to uh, to get an idea there. Yeah, it's going to be really hard too. I think this year to like figure that out. Um, it's going to be a potential mess, but it'll be a fun mess. Like to me as a fan, I'm excited. Um, how do you know, like how do they decide who is the best team in each division? Like they're not playing. Like you know, I think it hurts Clemson a lot but they already have enough pedigree, but like any team that had an opportunity to make like a non-conference statement is going to struggle. And that's uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, I think it could hurt. I think, am I right to say that Notre Dame is playing in a ACC only schedule? They are. Yeah. Um, so, I'd, well, they played South right. Florida uh, in their first okay. in this past weekend. I'm just looking at this now. Um, and I also, I looked up from Micah Parsons. He, uh, I've seen, there's no indication of whether or not he has signed an agent. So some people think he may come back. Others think it'd be stupid for him too. So that's a, a keep an eye out there. I, I might not be looking deep enough or know the right Penn State blogs to be checking out. So if I'm wrong, sorry, but that's what I found. <laughs> yeah. Like, so any, I got to any team that like was going to struggle because their conference is weaker. Um, you know, like a one loss team could come to the end of the year. And if that loss is to an opponent who, you know, isn't very good or, or isn't the top five team, like you're going to lose out on a little bit of that. So I think some teams that have the opportunity to make statements can't. Um, but, you know, the I still think a lot of things will be the same, right? Like the SEC will still be a powerhouse. You know, Alabama's loaded. Auburn has talent. Um, Florida looks scary good. Pay attention to them. LSU, can they bounce back? Georgia's obviously ready to roll as well. They did lose their quarterback, though. Yeah, this, this weekend with the with the SEC, a lot of the lines, and you'll hear us talk about this in picks, are are pretty out there, and I need to see something to have an idea of it. It's not like week one in a normal college football season where, like, LSU's an 18-point favorite, and you're thinking, all right, they're playing this team, and it's, when are they going to pull the quarterback and, and the top running backs? This is, you know, they're playing Mississippi State. It's an all-SEC schedule. It's going to be crazy to see. It's going to be fun. But as a, uh, a gambling perspective, or even just regular pick them, uh, don't be surprised if you see some close games. I think. Yeah, I, 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 um, I think you're right. I like it. You know, they're kind of jumping right in. It could cause an early upset, though. So I guess we'll see. Well, that would be fun to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Notre Dame. To answer your question, is their games count for the ACC? They have the same similar. They get one out-of-conference game, and then everything else is in-conference. And they count as a member of the ACC, so they could theoretically win an ACC championship this year. See, now that's so – wait, I'm sorry. I missed that. Did they play – did you say they play Clemson or no? Uh, I did not say, but they do play Clemson okay. on November 7th. There you go. Like that's, At Notre so that's Dame Stadium. Now. Right. So now both – so now Clemson gets the opportunity to make a big statement and not have this while they won the ACC in their – their best opponent was you know north carolina yeah like so that to me is huge especially with well, miami's not a bad team this year either but no, I think miami big looks pretty solid it, and that also means too if like clemson happens to like slip up somewhere against miami or north carolina and they go and still beat notre dame will still probably be ranked in the top 10 like that's a huge win on their bucket list it kind of gives them a, a small margin for error um because they have that opportunity it's why notre dame should just be in the acc but anyway um, I love it. I think it's going to be really exciting for that. Um, obviously, everyone's watching Trevor Lawrence. Yes. So, you know, pivoting to my draft talk, Justin Fields is the other guy, though, to keep a really close eye on. He's actually similar to, like, kind of the RG3 Andrew Luck situation about oh, wow, almost like 10 years ago. Those two are really talented, and they're going to battle for the one and two spots. Fields is a little different from RG3 in a lot of ways. 
So I don't want to, I don't want to say that the same quarterback. And I don't know if, I still don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is as good of a prospect as Andrew Luck was. Um, but those guys are going to go at it. They've got super talent around them. So there's definitely like two prospects to keep your eye on. There's a high probability that they go one and two in the draft this coming year. Um, so lock into those two all year. They're going to be it. fun to watch, put up a ton of points. Um, but yeah, I think overall there's a lot of, how old is Travis Etienne? Is he going? Is he a senior? Yeah, uh, he's at least no. I think he's a. He might be no, a, he's senior, a senior. Yeah, he he's right. a senior. Look yeah, he. Yeah, he's a he's a hell of a running back too. Like he's he's a top. He's a he's a first round grade easy. He's probably the best in the nation. Um, but he's a running back, so we'll see where he goes for sure. Um, but he's yeah, he's great. He's got tons of speed. Great one cut kind of guy. Uh, I think the key with him though is you're going to want to watch him in games against really good college defenses because it's kind of easy at times even and same for trevor lawrence to tear up some of these bad acc teams so we have to see how he reacts and they'll break down that film and we'll get a chance but he seems like a every down back with elite level speed at the top end i don't think he's saquon barkley in terms of draft prospects um but he's definitely i think his floor is like miles sanders in terms of draft prospects and i that's you know in terms of what i think he could bring to the table coming into the professionals okay professionals that was weird i don't like that that's why I, I that's why i mentioned jamar chase i was really excited to watch him this year um i think he's the best i thought i thought he might have a chance to be the number one pick if he could come out last year but he was only a sophomore like he's a guy who has an opportunity to be taken really high um and, and also note that there's a couple other um, Alabama receivers, again, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, who are both back, who are both going to compete for a kind of a high pick. So there is some s- extreme talent in terms of skill positions. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget his name, but there's actually a tackle who plays at Oregon, and his name will come to me, who's another guy who might is probably a top three pick, um, who is just unreal, like one of the best tackle prospects to come out in a couple decades. So – a uh, ton of talent across the board. A lot of them are still playing, which is really cool to see. Is it Penny Sewell? Yes, that's yep. I thought it was yeah. kind of a a, a a non. I don't mean this with any disrespect, I think I'm, but I think I'm mispronouncing his first name. name too. So, yeah, he he is as good as it gets as uh, from a prospect standpoint, um, and he'll be a top five pick. A weekly um, weeklyspiral dot com article. If you Google it, uh, Sewell best tackle prospect in years? Triple question mark. Yeah. Well, he's. He's the kind of guy that if a team, you know, who already has a quarterback, let's say the Bengals, you know, are the first overall pick, like they could honestly take him. That's how talented he would be. Ooh. You could see, I think the last number one pick to be a tackle, is that all, do I have to go all the way back to Jake Long? I was about to say, I think he might be. Yeah, it's been a long time. What, a lot 08 of pass was, Sa- was Stafford. Right. Was 09. That 08 season was, oh, Sam Bradford. Russ. Sam Bradford. And then 2010 was. Who was 2010? Was that Mark Ingram? That was when Mark Ingram won the Heisman. And we wouldn't have been the first overall. Pick, yeah, he wouldn't though. have been. It was Sewell. Or not Sewell. Um, the Dominican Sue was up there. Ah, okay. Who went that ahead of sense. him, though? I think he went number two. Who went? Wasn't Cam Newton. Cam Newton was the next year. Uh, he was 2011. 2010. So uh, we don't know for 2009. Then 2011's Cam Newton. Then 2012. Is what you were talking about, the RG3 Andrew Luck debate. And I remember right. the year before when Harbaugh left 
Stanford to go to the 49ers and people were like expecting Andrew Luck to declare. Do you remember that whole, like that whole storyline? Right. I, that was I do. Right. Cause yeah. he would be, right. And then he didn't. Yeah. He stayed. Yeah. Is that when they hired David? What Shaw? draft? What draft are we confused about by the way? Oh, nine. Oh, nine was Brad. Oh no. Oh no. 2010. Staffer, right? 2010. Oh, 2010. Um, That was Bradford. Bradford was ten. So who was oh nine? Was Stafford. Who was oh eight then? Great radio here. I would I would be oh, before Stafford. I'm trying to think of It's always a quarterback, except for when it was Jake Long or Oh, Jake Long was oh eight. We just had the years wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, that makes sense. It's been almost 10 years since there's been a, years, no, it's yeah. been over 10 years. Excuse me. 12 years. Wow. So I'm not saying that Sewell's going to go that early. Cause unless you I count, um, unless you count Clowney going in like 14 or 15, whenever he went. Right. Clowney went and didn't, wasn't miles Garrett a number one overall pick. Yeah. 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 So if you count that, no, it's not always, I'm not saying it's always quarterbacks. It's just yeah, mostly yeah. quarterbacks or pass rushers. Right. Yeah. Because if you can't get a quarterback, you got to sack a quarterback. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's been a long time since it's been anything else. Yeah. All right. No, well, I always find that interesting. It is Moving really on. interesting. But anyway, <laughs> since we're talking, since we're kind of transitioning to the NFL, going yeah. back, looking ahead to week three, we're obviously going to go to picks soon. But what are the biggest storylines that you're looking at here? So for one, um, I think the two teams that are most kind of in need of a win right now um, are it, 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 the Eagles and the Texans. Both are, were preseason kind of favorites to at least win their division. I think the Texans, the Texans literally played um, two of the hardest teams, the Chiefs and the yeah, but like they're not upset being zero and zero and two. I think they they played okay. They have their holes, um, but I think both those teams are in desperate need of a win. And I I think both will get them this weekend. So I definitely think that's on the on the docket. Um, I, I think the other storyline is some serious up and comers teams. Um, the first team to me is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they still don't have a great defense, but that offense is absolutely clicking. Kyler Murray looks like a world beater. Um, he's a fun to watch if you've never tuned in. Um, so they've really kind of turned the corner. The Bills playing very well. Josh Allen has looked. I know they're not as up and coming because they had a pretty good year last year, but definitely impressed with them. Well, like to say, um, we never did a preview, but in our fantasy yeah. football draft – I was very high on our buddy James picking Josh, Josh Allen, and you poo pooed it a little bit. So, credit well, to I me. don't, I don't. So personally, look, I'm not, I'm not convinced Josh Allen is a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't know if he has the um, prerequisite ability to go through reads properly and make those needed throws when a defense is tightening its grips. But he's fun and exciting. He's big and strong. He's got a great arm. I'm not saying he can't be. A, and he a, moves. He he gets rushing yards. And he has he Stephon does. Diggs, he can... his Cole Beasley. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got Absolutely. some weapons. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I But I actually think, to me, the biggest surprise I have is the Green Bay Packers being 2-0. and You think so? I Yes. I was not I, – I will, I, will, I will go ahead and, and plead my guilt. Like I was not impressed. I thought they didn't add enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers. I thought the defense would take a step back. Um always a bad thing when you when you disrespect Aaron Rodgers he clearly feels disrespected I am blown away by their week one performance um they go in uh, this week they're coming against the Saints they look 
as good as it gets in football and that division seems to be going the wrong direction other than the bears who I think are a fake, um, who are a fake two and oh, like I'm really impressed with the, the Packers. The bears play the lions and, and the giants the first two weeks. Oh yeah, exactly. That, and that's what I mean. Like, like that's why I'm saying, but yeah, no, to me though, they're the, they, they kind of throw off the entire, so the, the weird thing is like the NFC South is going to cannibalize itself. The NFC West appears to be four teams deep at this point. Um, and we'll get into that. I think that's the best division in football. Um, but at the moment, um, but you know, overall, I think the Packers come out kind of shaking things up a little bit and they appear to have already sunk in the Vikings ship to make a really poor pun, um, blown away. And I'm shocked. And their receiving core is improving slightly, um, outside of Devontae Adams. So who obviously is great too. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I talk about this in picks, but I'm not a fan of the Vikings this year. I think they're not good. And I think we're going to see, continue to see that. Right. I think their defense isn't what it used to be. I feel like it gets like the hype from you know, years past. Kirk Cousins has looked atrocious. They lost mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs, and that's it's showing why he was so important and why, you know, I don't know why you let him go. I mean, I hope those picks were worth it. Right. I mean, look, they have, they have serious cap issues there, right? And that, and, and that defense has been wrecked, wrecked because of it, um, and that happens, you know. Um, but I, I do agree in terms of their – they just seem to be going in the wrong direction at the moment. Um, and then they just paid their running back, which I wouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing it across the board, you know, you don't need them. I don't know why teams are paying for them. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, before we send it over to pick them, let's talk about the Eagles. They're owing two. our boy. Carson does not look strong. The offensive line looked terrible in week one. They looked okay. Fine in week two. Carson struggled. The defense, not great. Matt, how should we be feeling? Well, look, I'm not panicking. It's it's the second game of the season. We're going to week three, right? Um, we need to get back on track. I'm going to lay, and I know there's a lot of problems, I lay 80% of the issues on the feet of your franchise quarterback. Um, he has to play better. He mm-hmm. has made really poor decisions. Um, we were not out of that Rams game. We were driving with a chance to take the lead. He put a really poor ball uh, up in the air. Um, I, 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 injuries happen in the NFL, and I know we're getting hit a little hard. Uh, you know, at this point, we're, both of our starting guards appear to be out for the rest of the year. Although the, the rookie Her- Herbing looks really good if you look at Pro Football Focus, so a big positive there. Um, I think we need to find our footing a little bit, but you can't like the defense is going to struggle a little bit because. We sold out for some some star like a star player like Darius Slay who's absolutely doing his job, and they're kind of getting at the underbelly a little bit. So they need to make some adjustments there. Um, that the pass rush needs to be better and more consistent. Although Sean McVay basically just out schemed the pass rush because if the ball gets out of your hands fast enough, it doesn't matter how good your pass rush is. So you know, overall, I'm not I'm I'm obviously not happy with the performance, but I I feel like we have it's like we're playing our best football and losing. You know, we haven't played our best football, and I do think Carson will be better. Um, the Rieger injury concerns me, mm-hmm. just because you were kind of finding something there, I thought, a little bit. They've got to get Ertz involved more. I don't care how you do it. He, and you know what? He had a huge drop week one, right? I mean, he dropped the ball in fourth down that Carson put in the right spot. Um, but Doug needs to find a way to have easier offense for Carson, too. Like, that's why he added all these weapons, and we'll go from there. I do think 
my big positive is Miles Sanders is going to play better. He still he still shows those flashes, which are so impressive to me. So um, I am I'm high on in that regard on uh, on them. I think they can establish a really nice running game with him to ease some pressure uh, on Carson a little bit. So again, concern. We have some tough games coming up after the Bengals. We have to win this week. If we lose this week, I'm out, <laughs> but if we win, we're right back in it and we might get some teams banged up here coming up too. So we're Man, a good team. We can beat good. We can beat good teams. I totally agree with you. Uh, I think he needs to be better, but I am not panicking. I feel okay. I think that, you know, the people that are jumping off saying you need to do this, you need to do that. R E L A X to use your Aaron Rodgers quote, relax. We'll see what happens this week. I, the defense I think is still concerning. I think as more and more of young receivers are coming the Eagles way, one of whom, you know, is a, could really bite the Eagles in the ass that plays in Austin or in Dallas, Texas. Why did, why, why did I think they, I don't know. I don't know why I thought Austin, um, but I do think that secondary is is a problem. I, not saying that's all that, that that's anywhere the reasons why the Eagles lost their first two games. Not saying that at all. But I do think that that's something that we can't really forget about and not only focus it on Carson. I agree with you that a lot of it goes to him. There's a reason why franchise quarterbacks are still a large proponent of the NFL. Um, but I think we need to see we just need to see improvement all around. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is um, turnovers. Yes. It can't happen, right? It, it's something that if you look at um, – uh, there, there are a few exceptions to this rule, right? But turnovers can't happen. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw picks. Brady normally doesn't throw picks. Breeze doesn't normally throw picks. And when they do, they lose. There's only a few guys out there that can that – can, uh, their offenses are so high-powered that they could make those kind of mistakes and get away with it. But think about it. The Chiefs and the Ravens don't do it either. So – you got to limit those turnovers and those bad throws. Um, they've killed us. The fumble by Miles Sanders. I mm-hmm. also think we caught the Rams. They they are coming in hot. I mean, they are a very good football team. I thought they'd bounce back after last year. Um, you know, so we caught them at a bad time. The positive is if you can beat the Bengals, you look like you're going to get a very dinged up 49ers team uh, in two weeks maybe and the Steelers next week. Mm-hmm. And I, the Steelers are a good team, but they're beatable. The 49ers are a good team, but if they're banged up, wow. And then, you know, you got to go on a little winning streak here to go up against the Ravens. Um, but you have to believe as an Eagles fan that every game is winnable. Like, you can't just look at the schedule and say, oh, we'll play in the Ravens. That's a loss. Like, the Ravens are a really, really good football team. They might be the best team in football, but but they, they lost last year and they can lose this year. So I, I, that's the one thing I always hate is when you just write, write off lot, like games as wins or losses because – this is the NFL. The talent gap is not that far off, and you gotta come. You gotta come ready to play. Um, kind of seemed like what, what we did week one um, against the the, the uh, Redskins. We just kind of said, "Okay, we're gonna win." You know, yep. I totally agree with you with that. Well, anything else we need to keep an eye out on for this weekend? Do you have an X factor that you're looking at uh, for the for the for the Eagles game? Yeah, for the Eagles. Well, I think the X factor is Joe Burrow. To be completely honest with you. Um, but I, I, I'll make it an Eagle since we're Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think to me, I, I, I don't want to pick Carson. I want to try to pick somebody different here. Um, I think um, Roby Coleman, our, our slot corner, Ooh. he got picked on. He got picked on last week. I, like um, it. I loved the signing. 
So I think he can be better. I think he needs to be better. Um, there is some talent on the Bengals' offense, and he's going to be a big part in slowing him down. Like Cooper Cup just basically had his way with him last week. So that's something I definitely need to work on and change. And I think he needs to step up. So he's a big X factor. I would say basically he's covering the slot receiver to me is a big X factor because if we can do that successfully, it allows the linebackers to play closer to the line of scrimmage and cover the run. Um, so I'm, I'm taking a kind of out-of-the-box one there and going with him. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I would agree. I um, I want to pick somebody on the defense, but I can't narrow someone down. Uh, I'll just go with Miles Sanders. I'll go with an offensive player. I just think yeah. I think we need a big week out of him. I think there's an opportunity to show it. I think you saw it with the Browns and what they did, but uh, Joe Burrow is a good one if you're you're picking a Bengal because what they did last week to get that backdoor cover on the Browns was uh was pretty good. It was pretty impressive. He looks good, um, good buddy who's a Bengals fan, very worried about their line. So I think if uh, you're one of the front seven for the Eagles, you need to be attacking often and fast and, and just not letting get the ball out. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something. Josh Sweat, look, I've really been impressed with Sweat early this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to need to play big minutes because Graham and Barnett aren't don't appear to be fully healthy. They've also had their struggles. Um, Barnett's another guy. That, needs to have, that pass rush is expensive, and there's a lot of talent there. We need to see more of it. The question is, and this is something that only really I, I haven't, you know, I've heard rumors is like, it seems like a lot of what the Rams did to us, and even the Redskins when they started to come back, the Redskins was more turnover based in my opinion, but yeah. they started to get after the underbelly. What, the, what I mean by the underbelly is like the slot guys, the tight ends. So those quick hit passes that don't allow your your expensive pass rush to do anything, right? It's going to take longer to have a, a route develop on the outside, even if it is against Darius Slay, like it's going to take a five-step drop, it's those three-step and hit drops that, that kill you. And that's where Duke Riley and Nathan Geary need to play better. It's where Coleman and LeBlanc, if he's playing, and Jalen Mills need to be better. They need to be tighter there and be willing to get beat if the pass rush can't make it. Like, that's something else. It's kind of a, a you know, you, you talk about a double move. Well, a double move only works. And I know we have less double-moved guys now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a double move only really works if the pass rush doesn't get there. So I feel like maybe the defense needs to trust the pass rush a little bit more and be willing to stick tighter for those first 10 yards. And then, you know what, if something happens after that, you know, that's on the pass rush. So I think there's a little bit of, there's no yin and yang. They're either yinging or they're yanging and you got to have both. So I'm interested to see how they do against Joe. Um, and Joe Mixon, who hasn't really had a big game too. He's, it's really important. We play him well. Yes. We, we, we take care of him. Right. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. All right. Well, let's send it over to picks. Yeah, Greg on, like I mentioned, we recorded this over our lunch break on Thursday. So Matt is not here. So when we come back, we're going to get Matt's picks. But here he is, Greg Piatelli. All right, time for picks. We now welcome on a very good friend of mine. He's a very good friend of the program. The usual co-host for hockey and baseball. He's taken some time out of his and my lunch hour to make some picks, which is why Matt D is not here right now. It is Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Doing great, Jordy. Doing great. It's been a week, and MLB playoffs are starting soon. NHL Stanley Cup's going on. We had that great little uh, Tiger, Justin Rose, USA Ryder Cup mini victory over the Europeans, who are great golfers, but I'm not going to mention their names because go USA. Well, you mentioned Justin Rose. And he is uh, He's British. I said Oh, did I say Justin? Yeah, he said, I said Justin, Justin Thomas, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it said Justin Thomas. My mistake. It's all good. How okay. about that course, though? We uh, might as well mention Rory just because he was there as well. But, yes, he was. 
Justin Rose is, is basically potential... he's basically a Philadelphian, so he's basically American. Gotcha. Is uh is that a potential place for the bachelor party? Ooh, we might need to add that onto the list. That would be if it, if, it's a public if it course. It is a public golf course. And if we weren't going in the in middle February. of March and February, it may hey, if the wedding gets pushed. Yes. Not the, not that I'm rooting for it to get pushed. Not that we're rooting for it, it to does. get pushed. Knocking on wood that it happens. I mean, I'm legally getting married on April 9th, but we're gonna if spoiler the, alert if the party gets pushed. Right, the bachelor party gets pushed. Well, and the reception, and the reception, the big party. Bachelor uh, party gets pushed, which is really what matters, and <laughs> we'll go there. Done. Uh, Boom. Cla- classic best man terminology. <laughs> <laughs> Only the bachelor party matters. This is your day to shine, Greg. Uh, I mean, uh, I already have my speech written. I don't know about Jake. but Yeah, I don't know about Jake either. But speaking of him, we did – two weeks ago we had him on last week with various – Busy I mean, going on. What an all-time transition. That's why you're a pro. That's yeah, why know, you're great at what you, you do. You know, when you've been doing this for a few years, you, you pick up a couple tricks. But what an all-time do... transition. Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't be surprised. You're amazing. <laughs> so we didn't get a week two in. Uh, last week, ended up getting a little busy with work, and then I had a, a big golf tournament, so missed that out. Maybe a little golf talk, either at the end of this or with Matt on the regular show. But uh, Jake went 2-3-1 and one for week one pick'em. I went three, two, and one. We both had a push. Manny D didn't give picks, Greg. I don't know what to think here. I mean, I, I don't know what precedent we want to sit because none of us gave picks for week two, so we either just skip over it. But I don't know what to think about Manny D not giving picks for week one. I mean, there has to be some kangaroo court fine or some, you know, there there has to be some punishment for this guy who claims to be an NFL expert and and wants to make picks week in week out and yet he's been depriving the fans especially on a potential covid shortened year every week is is could be pivotal. your past <laughs> yeah every week is pivotal we need you know what he has to go back and say he picked all losers and therefore he's 0 and 8 what or mean? 0 and 10 whatever and whatever 12? you do 0 and 12 so does that mean i go 0 and 6 last week cuz i forgot to say what picks i was making do i just do what right. i do what I do on my exactly I do exactly. a pick them every week. I have a pool that, that I'm in. Can I just use that? I went one and four, and then just say I had some college loser. Boom. There you go. So right, you went so one and five. One, so I went one and five. All right. You went one and five. So therefore, and then whatever you did week one. So you're ahead of Matt because he's 0 and, six, 0 and 12. Okay. I like and it. And you're winning. All Done. Right. That's all that matters that I win. Got to beat him. Done. And I have to beat Jake as the best guess, guesser so far. Yes. Yeah. We'll have a little leaderboard. And then when uh, Mitch Goldberg comes on, that's going to be quite the show. Mitch is Ooh. Jake's dad, for those of you that, that are not familiar with him. He you know, heard... you tease the fans with some fun times, Jordy. You have to deliver. Oh, when when Mitch comes on, that'll be uh that'll be a very fun time. But let's jump into picks. We'll start with the NFL. For those that have not listened into an NFL show, we do five NFL games, one college game. College is really picking up, which we'll talk about as we get there. But Greg since you are the guest, I will let you go first. What NFL game are you taking? Jordy, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate to do it. I really hate to do it. I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals, four and a half dogs on the road to the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't hate that pick. I do Thank not you. hate that pick. I don't hate it either. I picked it, but 
it's what are the rare upsets I think that's going to happen this weekend. And uh, do you like them outright? Gonna, you'd give you'd put a money line on there. You know, as a as a non gambling man, since I don't live, I live in a state that does not allow gambling. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to go off of the Yahoo four and a half spread. I will, you know, just for for whatever record you want to keep, I would, if I had the option, I would pick Cincinnati or Philly. Okay. All right. Like I said, I don't hate that pick. Uh, defense for the Eagles, atrocious. I'm sure Matt and I are gonna are going to or will have at this point in the podcast talk about everything that's wrong with the Eagles. But on to my pick. I'm going Atlanta Falcons minus three against the Bears. Bears are two and zero. They beat a couple uh, sad sack teams, if you want to call the the uh, Lions and the Giants that. Uh, Falcons just blew a huge lead to the Cowboys. I think Matt Ryan, high-flying offense, can take advantage of a secondary in Chicago that's a little banged up. Uh, running game could be a little better, uh, especially against that front four for for Chicago, so that's something to be concerned about, but I just think that Atlanta offense is definitely more than a field goal. It's probably closer to a touchdown favorite for them. So Falcons minus three. Uh, then my second pick, I'm going to go... Part of me wants to think Giants... or. Uh, the uh, Giants versus the 49ers, like it's sticking out. 49ers got banged up at MetLife. You know, they're they're pissed off about the turf and everything. But I'm going to stay away from that game. And I am going to go with the Arizona Cardinals minus five and a half against the Detroit Lions. I feel like this, we haven't really seen a lot of six and a half lines. And it's all arbitrary at some point. I know with two point conversions, it gets a little bit there, but this feels like it should be pushed up a little higher. I think people are expecting maybe the Lions to, to break out a little bit. Maybe carry on Johnson has a big week because that, that Arizona defense can, can be spotty at times, but I like the Cardinals to, to really blow out the lions here. They're expecting a high point total 54 and a half to over under there. And you can't honestly tell me that that means that the lions are going to put up, three touchdowns while Arizona's only putting up something, uh, 25 points, excuse me. Um, it's either going to be a complete shootout or the Lions are going to put up a dud. And I feel like the latter is a little more, a little more obvious. I don't mean to hate on Detroit. Michigan's a great state does me well, but that's my pick. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, Detroit has certainly been one of those teams that looks like it could be another long year for them. Uh, when you say you took Chicago, that means you're taking them to cover the three-point spread that they have? No, no, I'm taking Atlanta to beat oh, okay. the Bears by at least three points. All right, kid. All right, uh, maybe I misheard you. Yeah, yeah. Um, great pick, Jordy. Um, with, in terms of Arizona, they've looked unstoppable, and Detroit has looked very stoppable. Very stoppable. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's a really – you know, I like it, and, and – I'm a fan of I'm a fan of what you did there. Good I feel like this is a if you're listening to this on Friday and it's still at five and a half, I feel like you almost want to lock this in because Greg, I know you're not a big gambler like you sent, mentioned. Uh, we can direct this right to Springfield, Massachusetts, right to the capital, and say get gambling legalized so Greg can get involved. But if the if they bet too much, they'll increase the spread, and I feel like that's we could see this push closer to seven points by Sunday. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to correct you, but Boston's the capital of masks. Why do I think Springfield was? Is it just because the basketball hall of fame's there? <laughs> figured Maybe. I don't know. They have an AHL don't team. I'm wondering why else they would, they'd have stuff. 
Never anyway, um, <laughs> uh. it's okay. Just edit it out. Cut, cut. Edit it out of. No, it's okay. Edit it out they of. Need to hear edit my, it, I need to hear that that I'm a math guy, not a geography guy. You are a math guy. Edit it out, edit it out of the part of the pod that's edited into the to the pod you've recorded with with, with math. math. And and if that's not a mine and a pretzel, I don't know what is. My yeah. second pick, Jordy. I'm going all big games here. My second pick. Baltimore three and a half point favorite over Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins it. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. I think Kansas City wins the game. Um, granted, they played more primetime games than Baltimore, so I haven't seen as, as much Baltimore this year. But this is the matchup that we wanted and needed last year in the playoffs, and we didn't get. Thanks a lot, Tennessee. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm going Kansas City. Okay. What's your third pick? Third pick, another big game, Green Bay. And the Saints, New Orleans is a three-point favorite. I'm going Packers. Underrated last year, got no love last year, getting no love again this year. Drew Brees has not looked great to start the year. Maybe he's on the Brady. It takes him four games to get into the into the season. Um, and Michael Thomas being out, you know, or coming back from injury, who knows what he'll be if he if he plays, doesn't play, hundred percent, whatever. I just think uh, Rogers got the boys going. I think. The Packers are, are going to cover and win. I like that pick a lot. I uh, I love that game to be high scoring. I think both teams, their defenses have been spotty. Green Bay's has been better. New Orleans, uh, nobody cares about fantasy teams, but I had the New Orleans defense, and they got lit up on Monday Night Football. Uh, and I agree with you that the Drew Brees probably does. You know, I mean, that's a take that I feel like I'm going to be sitting on for a while. Um, hint, hint about the Eagles. But that you know, the, no preseason. They need to warm up all this stuff. Get their, get back to game speed. And he also has Alvin Kamara to hang on to. So I feel like I feel like over and and Packers might be a good little parlay within one one single game if you need to make up some money. Um, but yeah, so I, on to me, my third pick. I'm going Houston plus four at Pittsburgh. I know the the Steelers. I almost called them the Penguins. Look unstoppable so far. But I feel like that's why we're we're in for something of a, a low scoring ball game. Houston got a little embarrassed last week. Uh, I feel like they want to they want to pick it up. I know there's a lot about Bill O'Brien and what he's been doing. This could be a real sucker bet from me, but I feel like you can get some serious value out of this. I feel like similarly to the the last game we were talking about, the Cardinals and the Lions. I feel like this one, if you hold on till Sunday, you might see this line creep up a little more. I feel like four is a pretty good one there. It gives you a nice little. Pittsburgh could win on a last-second field goal, and you still win your bet type of thing. Um, but I really like the Texans there. And then for my next pick, we're really starting to get into the weeds here. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay out of it. I was about to pick a, a real sucker line. But I'm going to go Seattle Seahawks minus 5.5 against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, not only do I hate the Cowboys, but they had this big emotional win last week. Their defense looks suspect at times against an Atlanta offense that's been very good and very high-flying. Um, and now to complete this little trifecta of games, Cowboys play, uh, the Seahawks played Atlanta Week 1, Atlanta played Dallas Week 2, and now Seattle and Dallas are coming together. A little trifecta. I like the the Seahawks to come out of this 3-0. and uh, I just think that offense has been really good. You could say that they might have a come down after the incredible game against the Patriots last week. But that Dallas defense isn't what it was a couple a couple years ago where they basically could stop anybody up the middle and then make the, the quarterbacks have to beat you. Russell Wilson can do both, and I feel like he's going to do both against the Cowboys. 
Jordy, good pick. Uh, I'm going to go back to your Houston-Pittsburgh. You picked Pittsburgh, just to be clear. No, I picked Houston plus four. I love that pick, Jordy. I love that pick. Yeah. And here's why. Houston played the two best teams, arguably, in the AFC um, in Baltimore and Kansas City. Tough way to start the season. And Pittsburgh played probably the two worst teams and a team that – that's unfair. But they played two not-so-great teams and a team whose quarterback got hurt and still only won by four. So I agree with you that I think Houston – wins that game, uh, if not definitely covers. So great choice there, Jordy. Um, and your other pick was Dallas-Seattle. Seattle looked real good. Dallas looked real good. That's a, that's going to be a great game, Jordy. That's going to be really good. It's a, I ho- it's the Joe Buck game, 425 on Fox. So I hope, that, I hope that, that stays on the schedule. I know the NFC East gets weird here in Philly. Um, in terms of what second game we get in the afternoon when the Eagles play at one. But I hope we get that game because that would be a nice little back-to-back-to-back Eagles to the Cowboys think, lose. Think, then Sunday CBS football. had the game of the week last week, so I think it is Fox's game of the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets – the it, NFC East gets weird here. Like if it's – like when those couple years were like the Patriots would play the Giants and that would be like the Joe the Joe Buck game, we wouldn't get it because we're that close to New York. So sometimes the Cowboys are the same way. They'll They'll – They'll black it out and weird shit like that happens, especially, you know, Brady's also on Fox. Who, who the hell knows? Nice. Uh, speaking of transitions and speaking of Brady, Brady going to Denver, notorious lets the ball fly, figured out some throw to Mike Evans, good things happened, figure out the offense there. Denver doesn't have a quarterback. I'm going Tampa, six-point six favorite. I'm having them win by – Minimum touchdown or two. First favorite that I've picked all day. And uh, I think that concludes NFL, no? Uh, you have one more NFL pick. Oh, f- perfect. You know, Jordy, I'm going back and forth here between the Rams and Bills and Dolphins Jags because I really like the way Minshew play, and I really think that Jacksonville can do well tonight against Miami. The problem is Miami's big – uh, deficiency on defense is running and Jacksonville doesn't really run the ball. They're pretty good throwing the ball team. Oh yeah. And I want to go the Rams playing. You know what? I'm going to go to the injury bowl. I'm switching. I'm going to the injury bowl, San Francisco, four point favorites. Oh, complete, complete turn on its head. You know, back to back games in New York. Want to prove the turf, blah, blah, blah. Blame this, blame that. Don't want to play in New York. Met life, distractions, injuries, four-point favorites, going to east to west twice in two weeks. Despite all that, Jordy, they win by more than four points against the Giants who now have no offense and are relying on who knows who and Deion Lewis as their running back. So for that reason, Jordy, I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers. No, I like that. I I looked at that game, and I feel like it's a layup because exactly what you said about the Giants. But you called it the injury bowl, and I feel like we have to give it respect for what it is because that game could be all over the place. Who know, who the fuck knows with the turf, what's going on there. Uh, so I'm staying away from that. Now, for my final NFL pick, I almost wanted to go with your, with your Patriots. Playing the Raiders, who, you know, they look great on Monday Night Football. Made the Saints defense look like Pop Warner players. Patriots looks incredible, too, in that amazing Sunday night football game. Um, five and a half points. I feel like the Patriots should cover that. 
But I also thought that the Raiders were going to get blown out by the Saints, even without Michael Thomas. And, and they still had Alvin Kamara, and he was going off. And Raiders somehow stuck in there. So um, I'm just going to shy away from that, although I like the Patriots. For my final pick, though, I'm going Tennessee Titans minus two in Minnesota. This is a weird pick to me, or a weird line, because Minnesota's not shown a lot of great things about their offense. And I don't know why they think it's going to be this close. I don't think their defense is actually that good. I don't know if it's a credit type of thing. Uh, in Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill's look pretty good to start off, and they still have Derrick Henry to get things done. I mean, he's he looks like a bowling ball still going down the going down the field. But this could be a complete sucker line. But I, I like it minus two. It's another one where this thing could be close. Tennessee ends up pulling it out towards the very end, and and you know, I don't it's know. It's because Tennessee. It's because Tennessee has played two week teams so far in Jacksonville and, and Denver and Minnesota had to play Green Bay and, and who they, uh, another good team, right? I'm pretty sure they had a bad, I think I'm going to check who they lost to, but I feel like the, the, they should have won last week and they, they lost, oh, they played the Colts and they only put up 11 uh, yeah. points. They got smoked by the yeah, Colts. Yeah, they got smoked by the Colts. Good yeah. point, good point, but, good point. Um, that, yeah, the Colts were another one I looked at, but. 11 points against the Jets feels it feels like they should do that but anything anything over a touchdown in the NFL I don't really like touching um but yeah that, yeah. that that'll do it for our NFL picks I'm gonna go to college now for my final pick of the week and Greg we we're talking about this offline the SEC is back very excited to see this come back um LSU sticking out there minus 16 and a half against a Mississippi State team but I'm gonna go with some teams that we've seen play some action. Um, and this is going to seem like an interesting pick. It's a ranked showdown between Army and Cincinnati. Cincinnati mm. number 14, 1-0. Army 2-0. An Army team that, if you remember the Army-Navy games from oh so many years ago, Army was pretty terrible. Navy shoved it down their throats. They had Keenan Reynolds, if you remember him, the dual-threat quarterback, mm. led the FBS in touchdowns. This ain't that army anymore. They've won the last couple. I don't actually remember how they did last year, but a couple of years ago they had that snowball, which was pretty incredible to watch. Mm. I'm going army plus 13 and a half. I think they can get it done. I like their offense. Feel confident. I'm glad you feel confident, Jordy. I'm glad you mentioned LSU because everything out of camp is this new guy who replaced Burrow is the real deal. Um, Jordy, I'm going to go with the number one rivalry in college football in the early 2000s and 90s. Oh, I know what you're going with. Can you guess which it is? Miami, Florida State. <laughs> oh. The U? 11 and a half. It's all about the U. 11 and a half point favorite against a rival team, 730 at night game. Is that the ESPN game of the week? Yes, it is. Yeah, the ABC game, yeah. And here's the thing, Jordy. I'm taking Florida State to cover Miami to win. Oh, okay. You think it's going to be a tight game, an instant classic. Florida State has been miserable for how many years now? I don't know. What was the year that Dalvin Cook got hurt, like, the second play of the season? Well, they were miserable last year, whatever. You remember what I was talking about, though? And then... then, um... 
he, Dallin Cook gets hurt, still gets drafted high, and then they have that quarterback that was supposed to be unreal. And he got hurt in, like, the first game of the year against Alabama, like, the next year. This is, like, 2013. Or, no, they won in 2013. So it was, like, 14 and 15 that this happened. Right. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not recalling. Okay. Well, what, last whatever. year – Last year rivalry game, Florida State not great, twenty seven to ten. Miami won twenty seven ten. Okay. So you think okay. revenge? On the road. So rivalry game on the road. Florida State. I mean, four and five last year. Are they gonna be able to turn around this year? What do you think, Jordy? I mean, how does a team not get up for a rivalry game? That's what I want to know. Uh, I think a lot of people in Ann Arbor, Michigan, are wondering the same thing, Greg. Oh, well, that's because Harbaugh, whatever, Harbaugh is the worst GD coach. Oh, sorry. No, that was rude. Anyway, Jordy, I really want to pick the U. Everything in me wants to say the U, but... All right, you convinced me. I'm picking Miami to beat the spread. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Um, you, you, so, you changed my mind on that one, Jordy. I was I was going Florida State the whole way, but you changed my mind. Game of the it. week, I Saturday night. How it's you feel about, about the U. So how do you feel about Syracuse so far since we're in the ACC? Syracuse so far. I think their defense has been nothing short of spectacular all year. But if they knew how to stop someone, or sorry, if they knew how to score points, then maybe I would feel more confident. Granted, they've been on the road because the dome has been uh, is being rebuilt. Oh, yes, there was being rebuilt over the summer. They redid the roof and and put in a nice little screen and all that, a little jumbotron, not necessarily Jerry Jerry's World jumbotron, but a nice little screen in there um hanging down from the new dome uh, the new dome ceiling they played number 11 north carolina 21 pit so they back-to-back ranked opponents get to georgia tech this week that new offense that everyone claims with georgia georgia tech blah, they don't run the ball anymore blah, blah 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 new coach if syracuse can figure out their offense they've scored 16 points in two games jordy 16 points yes you have that correct their defense was unreal in the first half against North Carolina, but they were just on the field for 85% of the game and just got gassed by the end. Similar story versus Pitt. Uh, only let up three touchdowns, but with the offense as bad as it is, it's, you know, you're not going to do anything. I can't, I can't see this team winning too many games just because their offenses just look so miserable. Normally they have a good receiver every year or, two good receivers who just steal the show from the rest of the league ACC, but don't have a quarterback that, that is doing well so far and, and don't necessarily have the receivers that they've had in the last couple of years. So it's hard. It's hard to swallow that. Uh, not hard to swallow because the football team is good. The basketball team is good, but not a great football school anymore. Okay. Okay. So is, are you Lehigh excited about playing, Lehigh's playing in the spring if they decided? Uh, yeah, they postponed it. They haven't officially said the spring, but it sounds like that's going to happen, um, which is a bummer because then now the uh, Lehigh Lafayette will not will lose its status as the uh, most consecutively played college football game, but still the most played. They're not a uh, 
They're not the only one that's close to it. I think is Harvard, Yale, and they're not playing either. So <laughs> we got we still got the that Ivy, going. The Ivy is very seriously uh, considering not playing sports in the spring. Yes, I heard that. Well, they were the first ones. They were the first ones to go away. Um, before we f- finish on Syracuse, you pumped about the news about Rex Culpepper. That he's starting this week? Well, so for those that don't know, Rex Culpepper, yes, he's starting this week, but he threw his first touchdown pass since beating cancer. Yeah, he uh, he looked good uh, in the second half last, last week. Yeah. So, and, do you know uh, who his dad is? Hopefully, hopefully he... Uh, Hopefully he does well. To, I really hope because they need it. They need it. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, Jordy, why don't you inform the fans? I do know his status. Why don't you inform the fans? So his dad is a former NFL player named Brad Culpepper who was drafted in the now defunct 10th round of the NFL draft. He went to Florida, not Syracuse, and not Penn State like their other son, Judge. Uh, he and his wife, Monica, who... I have seen both of them on TV. I did not realize him as a NFL player. Or I did immediately because they showed that as his job title on Survivor. Monica Culpepper was on the show, mm. then was brought back for an, a semi-all-star season called Blood versus Water, where you had a family member compete with you, and Brad was her family member. And now Brad has been on the show. They wore Syracuse hats, or he wore a Syracuse hat, nice. the next time he came on, on season 34, Survivor Game Changers. Uh, and like I mentioned, they have another son named Judge, who is a defensive lineman at Penn State. So the Culpepper family, and well well known for their uh, various escapades. Yeah, and he had a pretty serious year and a half, or, you know, it was two years since they announced he had cancer and was fighting it, so took him that long to get back on the field or at least playing in a game so good for him yeah, is it like uh, is it like mark Kerslick where they basically just held on to his eligibility until he you know until he's cancer free i believe he had to drop out of school as well because oh, of because how bad it was like he was i think he was i think yeah I, well i don't want to speak out of turn but i believe he was the type of chemo where you have to be in there for a week and you're you're getting it every every couple uh couple hours or so i could be wrong but there are some type of treatments that you have to stay for week-long stays inside of uh, a hospital and get treatments for like a week straight as opposed to like what jake and i did where we went in every week or every other week or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it may be um anyway jordy gp speaking of survivor speaking of survivor how have you enjoyed Big Brother so far? This can be you can add this at the end of the show because you and Mac can get back to your picks. This can be a post, Maddie. How have you enjoyed Big Brother so far this season? Uh, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's uh, I don't really know most. It's an all star season. I don't I don't know most of the characters because I only started watching Big Brother last summer. Um, but it's been interesting. Uh, it kind of uh. So you're not a Big Brother guy. Your wife is, and she got you hooked. Uh, it will not. I wouldn't say hooked, but we watch it together. Um, I'm more Survivor guy than I am Big Brother, but I watch it, especially because Survivor's delayed and until they get back on the air. They w- probably would have started right around now, uh, their new season, which would have been filmed in March, but the, you know, obviously the pandemic pushed back the filming of it. Um, they would have, you know, gotten both in the can by the time, you know, June rolled around. But that's... You've, you've, been tweeting, you've been tweeting about Big Brother a lot. I'm surprised to hear you say that you're not a fan. Quote well, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it, and I like watching it, but I'm more of a fan of Survivor. And I, I don't know as much of the Big Brother game, uh, but it is it's frustrating because there's this one dominant alliance of 
pretty unlikable people um that's that's doing really well and then there's interesting yeah is is it unlikable via everyone's choice or you're the one who's saying they're unlikable no a lot of people don't really aren't really big fans of them and there's there's always controversy that surrounds big brother 2 um and you know with everything going on in the world there are contestants of color who are in there that are you know doing it for you know for a bigger purpose and it kind of sucks because it's the bigger alliance is, is mostly white people, or it might be all white people, uh, and some of them aren't really the of the bigger alliance aren't really getting, you know, kind of the the construct of like like the they aren't seeing what happens like they're putting up two black people and then like wondering like oh my god is he like like they're kind of, it's it's weird in that way too not to like you know with all, it's just. If you watch the show, you get what I you, you're understanding what I'm saying. Um, but it they didn't necessarily choose just because they're white. They did it. It just happened to be that they're all white. Yeah, they happen to be that they're all white. And then there's so not to they get they didn't choose. They didn't choose. Oh, we're an alliance because we're all white. They didn't choose. They were in an alliance because we're all white. But they're like only putting up black people or um, right. I but then what you're saying. one guy, one guy apparently said the n word. Are they doing? Are they saying we're only? Are they saying we're putting up black people and minorities? Like, are they, is that a thing or is it just, it happens to be that way? It happens to be that way, but they're also like, they're being like, there's a lot of microaggressions apparently that's going on in the live feeds. One guy apparently said the N word. Um, so like, there's a lot, there's, there's always like some controversy around. One guy there. said the N word. Yeah. Apparently, which is, you know, obviously terrible. And he's still on the show. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, what? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Who was that? Uh, let's put him on blast. I think, well, he already is. He's already, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's all, all pretty crazy shit. Who is it? I think his name is Memphis. Put his name out there. Well, it's already out. I, oh, I got it? zero clout in, on, in terms of reality <laughs> TV Twitter. You just follow me. I tweet, I get, I, I tweeted out how pissed off I am at the Phillies bullpen and then the Eagles defense on Sundays. You know, Jordy, I get all my information from you in terms of reality TV and I'm sure you get it all from your little watch parties that you do with your friends and your beautiful fiance. So everything that I know about reality TV is because of you. So I want to say thank you in front of all the fans and all the big brother fans that are listening now. I'm sure there's a ton of them that are thank uh, you. a little thank bonus you, before we get back to the regular show. <laughs> but Greg, you don't have to put this in. No, 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 this is fine. Cause I appreciate you coming on. You have any other thoughts? The stamp coast came back, the NHL, you happy about that? I am happy and sad to see he got hurt, but it's good that he got a goal. So then, when he dresses, when they inevitably win and he comes back on the ice and picks, is the first one to pick up the cup. I was I was wondering how they were going to do that because they have like five assistants. So I was wondering what was going to happen when when he uh, you know when they won, who was going to actually go out and do it? Because you know they have a lot of guys who are the black aces, if you will, yeah, dress yeah. in the last like minute of the game. What is the rule to, on getting your name on the Stanley Cup? He has to be eligible, right? Now that he played in a, in a final game. Now that he scored a goal, I feel like yeah, you, have you have to. Have be, to. Right? Oh, well, yeah. I I wonder if it's one of those things where the team chooses. I don't know. Maybe it's like the MLB. You just have to be on the roster. Yeah, maybe. I know too with MLB. If you like work for the organization, even if you work for a minor league team, you can like buy a ring. Um, yeah, I mean the Red Sox give rings to. Like they, the Red Sox have given rings to like the security guard, you know, not necessarily all security guards, but you know, like the head security and some of the vendors, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. Uh, I know 
Kraft does that a lot too. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so, who knows? Yeah. Jordy, honestly, one last thought. You know, was I nervous for Jared Stidham to be the quarterback? Did I think this is going to be a throwaway year for the Patriots because they have seven seven of their offensive or defensive starters opt out because of of COVID? Was I nervous? You could argue not nervous, but I did. I'm not of high hopes. But what Cam Newton has done and the fact that Belichick is Belichick and with, with essentially a JV version of, of defense, yes, they're still good, but they stay – they're still good, but they very much um, – they're missing their middle linebacker. They're missing a bunch of D-line guys. They're missing one of their starting safeties. Despite all that, having the number one defense last season, they still turned around and have a very good defense this year. And then you have Cam Newton who – is everything is advertised as he was in his MVP seasons. Not that I'm hopeful for a Super Bowl as I am every year with Brady, but it makes it enjoyable to watch on a Sunday knowing that they're not out there and they're going to get smoked because they have a rookie quarterback. It makes me actually want to tune in because like the year Brady got hurt, they had Matt Castle and he's, you know, just a plain, plain Jane kind of quarterback throws a winky dink here and there and cam newton is everything anything but he is fun to watch he's electrifying he talks trash he's everything the boston is and he's mobile which is something we haven't had in forever um so it makes the game fun to watch despite the expectations not being super bowl as they have in years past which is good because you know i don't know the stress of that but at the same time it makes me want to watch the games uh, in a year that you could have chalked up as a, I don't want to say throwaway, but as a first or second round exit uh, in the playoffs. Hopefully their streak of winning the AFC East continues, but Buffalo looks real good. So we'll see, but it, uh, it, it proves, if anything, don't give up on a guy just because, i.e. Jameis Winston, but <laughs> don't give up on a guy just because, you know, it didn't work out with one team. Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> another great example. Yeah, didn't yeah. work out one one system, one team turned around, and now he's he's doing great in this system. So uh, you never know. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, man. And that's a perfect way to end this part of the show. Go back to the regular show, Greg. I appreciate you coming on, man. Well, uh, hopefully, before the MLB playoffs start, we'll get a uh, nice preview with you. Thank you, Jordy. This was great. I've had a blast with you. Uh... Go Pats. All right, we're back. And before we get to Matt's picks, got to point out our screw-up with the NFL draft and how we didn't remember the uh, the infamous 2007 first overall pick. That being Jamarcus Russell. Matt, uh, we, we missed the mark there, so I hope your picks don't miss the mark. Well, I'm in four fantasy leagues, and I'm 2-0 in three of them, so so far... I haven't missed the mark except for our other league that we're in and I'm going to. But anyway, moving on. I don't want to talk about that. That's going to make me sad. Let's get to picks, man. It's great. <laughs> NFL week three. We got a game starting in about two hours. Um, Dolphins, Jaguars on uh, Thursday night. So we're already in the thick of the season. We're in the thick of the week. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Are you taking that as one of your picks? No, no, no. I was just spouting out that word. No, I'm sorry. I'm just. Ah, okay. Blah, 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 no, no, you're good. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any, do you have any uh, chirps that you want to throw at me and Greg about our picks? Any ones you think are just terrible or anything out there? Yeah. I mean, Greg thinking Cincinnati 
plus four and a half is going to cover. They think he's going to. Is he, he think he's going to cover that? I mean, is he serious right now? He thinks they Come might on. win out. Right? I, I think it might be close. There's I don't a, trust the defense enough to think that they'll win. That they'll win. That they'll win by a large margin. But I think it might be close. I, I yeah. I think it's actually a good pick. It's a good defensive pick, especially for me as a okay. as a cold, dead-hearted Eagles fan, thinking you know might have to rely on a late second field goal to gotcha win the game. But uh, I'm he thinks shocked. They're win. By the way, he, I'm sh- well. <laughs> I should take my money back for the bachelor party for that comment. Um, <laughs> he, um, I, I'm shocked he even touched the Kansas City uh, Ravens game, right? Because that's such a great game. Yeah. Um, awesome Monday night game. Like it's so incredible that they're, that they we get to see that this early in the year. Like I wouldn't have been anywhere near that. Oh yeah. Um, Saints Packers. Like I, I, I know I talked about how I was surprised by the Packers. Still a little surprised with Devontae Adams possibly being sidelined. He's got an injury right now. Obviously, he may not have known that earlier today, but like I've seen reports there. Um, I can't say I would have gotten anywhere near that game either, just to be completely honest. Um, yeah, I, I did like some of his other picks, though, so I don't want to completely continue to just just roast away at him. Um, I All my picks are wonderful, though. <laughs> well, I, I, the one that's kind of back and forth – no, I see. I I think I agree with your Steelers pick at least to co- at least for Houston to cover. That's why um, I, I don't want to give up too much here. So, um, but yeah, I know I, I'm I'm okay with that one as well. Um, yeah, I'm all right. By the way, it took me a second when he said Miami eleven and a half. I, it's the college football pick, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm so confused. Miami is not <laughs> like what? Well, if I wrote so, UM, I um, I was gonna think you might get confused with Michigan. Right, no, I appreciate that. No, I, I get where you're coming from. I, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I'm with you there all the way. But no, I um, you know, it's again, this is where it's so hard. This is where I, I this early in the season, it's always, and I, I always go back and forth. I um, first of all, I'm gonna try to pick different games, but I can tell you, I love your Falcons take. Um, love them, love it, love it, really do. Um, I might the first pick I'll take here. I don't think you guys have on list now is the Rams. I think the Rams beat the Bills. Um, really high on the Rams. They are offensively are blowing people away. I know the Bills have a ton of defensive talent. Just not convinced that the Rams can that the Bills can slow like right now. So this Rams offense down. I know the Rams are on the road, but it's early in the year. It's not super cold up in Buffalo. So first would be the Rams. Uh, it's a two and a half line for the Bills. I think they cover and went out right. Um, I definitely like that one. The other game that I am uh, I'm taking is I'm taking the Browns to actually cover seven and a half, a, a seven, excuse me, against Washington. Um, I think that's really strong. I think Washington is still arguably the worst team in the league. They have zero offensive talent um, other than outside of Terry McLaurin is the only guy there that I'm excited about. I know they have a great pass rush. So, and I, we saw that week one against the Eagles, but I think their defense can absolutely be beaten. And I think Odell and that offense, that running game is so impressive with Kareem and Nick Chubb. Honestly, if they ran the ball every play, I wouldn't be mad. Like, that's how good they are up front. Um, I love the Browns to cover in that game. Absolutely. Um, awesome. I like both these picks so far. Yeah. So, you know, just and, and just kind of running around with it a little bit here. But um, I'm trying to stay away from the Colts-Jets game. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, that's a – don't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I think I am going to stay away from it. Yeah. I think I'm going to make the executive decision. Um, I, 
I really don't want to pick the same ones as you. So I'm trying to find other ones here because your Seahawks take, I love the Seahawks covering. I think they're going to smoke the Cowboys. And that's oh, yeah. not just because I'm a Cowboys hater. It's because I think Russell Wilson right now is MVP. I, that offense is loaded. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, their, their defense actually isn't that good, by the way, in my opinion, but I still think they can put up enough points against a bad Cowboys defense. And I'm not sold there. Um, Take a look at the Chargers-Panthers game. I think this is fascinating because I really like what I saw from Justin Herbert, and I'm really unimpressed with the Panthers. They lose Christian McCaffrey. I like the Chargers to, to cover against the Panthers at home. It's a six-and-a-half-point line, so it's kind of a sucker line. Like, right, you take the cover, they score a touchdown to win, it's over. Mm-hmm. I think Her- Herbert has a week to prepare. I don't know if there's a – I honestly don't know if – I think the Chargers have a top five roster in the NFL. You think of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. I know Hunter Henry, you mentioned he's on the injury report, but you know if he plays, he's a really good tight end for them. Um, defensively, they have a ton of talent as well with Bosa and Ingram off the edges. Um, I really like the Chargers this year. I like Herbert. I think he brings something as a young rookie, kind of get him fired up. They'll play for him. So I, I definitely like that game as well. So I will take that okay. um, as the Chargers winning. That's your third uh, pick. That's my third pick. I get one, I get two more NFL, right? Yep. All right. I'm going to take the Patriots to beat the Raiders outright five and a half. Yep. Um, Raiders played a, a emotional. I like, I like that pick with, a lot. Even without fans, like it was an emotional win. Um, not sold on their offensive talent. Josh Jacobs actually didn't practice today. I think he might be dinged up. He might not play. He looked injured, injured at the end of that game. Uh, look, Henry Ruggs looks like he's the kind of guy that's going to scare defenses for his whole career. You don't scare Belichick. You don't scare that defense. So, you know, whether it's Stephon Gilmore or McCourty in the backside, like they're not going to have a problem with him. They'll take care of business. I think they'll probably shut the Raiders down. I think Cam Newton will do some good stuff. Julian Edelman's a top five receiver in terms of yards this year. Um, so overall, I, I, I think I like it. They can bring some heat running the ball against that Raiders front too. So at, at home, I like the Patriots with the Raiders coming off a Monday night emotional victory. Um, the other game I've been staring at is that 49ers-Giants game. I hate to say this. I like the Giants not to win. I'm Oh, God, I'm so back and forth. So I debated this game as well, and I ended up not taking it. Greg ended up taking the 49ers. Okay. And oh, yeah, I, I forgot he took it. Maybe I'll stay away. Maybe well, I'll he, re- stay away. he referred he to it, it as the injury bowl when he took it. And I was like, I know this is, I'm just staying away. The 49ers also, they have the qualms with the turf. You know, right. it's, this seems like a weird, weird one to do. He's not wrong. This is my fourth or fifth one here. This is your last pick. So you can cross over if you want. No, I don't want to cross over. Let's, let's go to a different game tonight let's you know what i'm going tonight I'm going oh tonight. wow okay I'm thinking about this for a while so the, the listeners like... you the listeners this is a little peek back in time they're gonna know how you did mm-hmm. i like the dolphins tonight now i know i just trashed the dolphins with you at some point i think my yeah but um um i love gardner Minshew. i hope he does well dolphins are oh and two they've got a lot of talent i think they find a way to beat the Jags, cover that three. DJ Chark, if he's out, as we just talked about, is a huge loss for them, for the Jaguars. Offensively, they're already kind of devoid on talent on that side of the ball. I like the way Gusecki played last week. They've got talent on the outside. The running game could be really good. Um, and I think Fitzpatrick has just enough magic to get another win before he eventually gets replaced. 
So, um, yeah, I, I like the Dolphins tonight. So I would take the Dolphins as my last pick. Okay. Um, definitely scary. Yeah, that's, because... a, that's a hold your breath pick. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a little wild in my first first pot of the year football-wise. Um, just have a feeling. And, again, I would like to take Gardner Minshew. I love the Minshew magic, but I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be smart here. Yeah, um, I have a similar feeling. Yeah. And then I'm going to dive right into my college pick. Um, finally, some good games this week. But the game that I'm surprised about is Oklahoma State only favored by seven against West Virginia. Now, look, West Virginia – I think is better than people expect, but I love Chubba Hubbard. I love Tylen Wallace for Oklahoma State. I think they have a chance to do something maybe this year in the Big 12. So I have them covering that seven-point spread. It's at home in Oklahoma State. Um, no travel for the team. So I'm taking Oklahoma State over West Virginia. at 3.30 p.m. ABC on Saturday. Love it. Chubba Hubbard is another guy who's going to be a – uh, he's going to have an opportunity in the pros and Tylen Wallace is one of the best wide receivers you've never heard of kind of blew up a little bit last year, but pay attention there. So taking Oklahoma state outright. I, Easy actually, to win. I like Easy that to a lot. That I, I kind of think too, uh, home teams get a little bit of an advantage in the COVID era of just travel, probably tightens you up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I feel like anything under 10, you almost want to just jump on, uh, if they're a home favorite right. or a home dog. I mean, frankly, jump on that but um no i love it i love it maddie d uh so we we covered we did zero crossover no competing picks but i tried to do that for us but i like it i like that we did that so we covered everything i mean the one game we did miss we talked about it a little bit was the colts and jets game i mean the reason why i stayed away from this is that it's 11 points it's a ton right i don't think the jets are very good but i also I need to like I need to see more out of the Colts before I'm believing that they're gonna completely annihilate a team. I mean, this is the NFL, you know, teams. in the Colts so far this year. Yeah. Right? I mean, they look old. Like T.Y. Hilton, they do. Looks they look old. Slow. I mean, we we knew Philip Rivers was old, right? I'm yeah. not like, yeah, 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 but yeah. T.Y. Um, I, I, Jonathan Taylor looks like he could be really good back. I know they've got some some good offensive linemen, so I get all that. Um, Defensively, I still think they're really loaded. DeForest Buckner is moving grown men. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Darius Leonard, who looks like he is on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Um, but they're a little beat up at wide receiver, right? Paris Campbell's out. They're going to need uh, – they Dennis, they have Pittman, right? Michael Pittman Jr. there. I think he needs to step up. I wasn't high on him coming out, but he needs to step up. T.Y. needs to show up. Um Still going to be – yeah, I, I think this team is missing a playmaker from taking over the AFC South. Like, I think if they had a really good wide out out there, that like what we thought T.Y. would be, um, they would be a little better off. But um, it's tough. And also the Jets are really good in garbage time this year. Like, like freakishly good. Um, they score a lot of points in garbage time. And so my concern, to your point, like in a betting universe, like they might make it a 10-point game with a super late score, you know? Yeah. Well, and Adam Gase, so too, is, is like, he goes for, like, field goals and shit towards the end of games. Like, if it's fourth and, you know, fourth and whatever on the 20-yard line, like, he's not going to just go for it to try to be like, all right, you know, let's boost up touchdown numbers for my guys. Like, he's just going to kick a field goal. And they could be up 12 points or even 14 points. And, you know, field goal gets kicked and, boom, there you know, there's the weird backdoor cover for the Jets. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, I'm with you. Did we miss another game or no? 
No, we hit we, we had fifteen. Nothing crossed over. No competing we hit picks. Okay. We, you okay. almost went Giants. Uh, I which, know. I stayed away. I stayed yeah, away. that's. I mean, I told Greg I'm too afraid of that. That's too rich for my blood. I went a little. The, the one I think is going to be a bigger line, but I feel like I splurged on is the Cardinals, just because I feel like similarly. I think they played last year too in Arizona, and I think I picked. It was the reverse. The Cardinals were dogs, and I splurged to pick them, and they, I think they tied. The, the Lions and the Cardinals. So who, who knows how that game's going to go? Because you mentioned yeah. that their defense can be suspect at times. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to get a, a big Matt Stafford game at some point. I just – I feel like we're running out of those, which I, is I my problem. Tell you, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I, there's a more disappointing franchise because I, 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 at least the Browns excite you a little bit. When you look at the Lions, right – Stafford is still super talented. They've got a decent offensive line. They've got a loaded running back core. Yeah, I feel like Peterson, on John, this might be a Johnson on Johnson, Swift. like a DFS pick. Right. Yeah, he might be a great right. pick they've this got, week. Right. They've got Hawkinson at tight end. They've got Galladay and Jones and Amendola. Um, defensively, they have names. They're obviously not playing very well. They've got Okuda, the rookie. I, I don't understand how this team is not good. Uh, if there's a team in the NFL I'd root for after the Eagles, it might be the Lions just because I feel bad for their fan base. Like they've been a story of ineptitude. Like, I don't know what the fix is. The Ford family is a great owner. Like they appear to be good owners. Obviously they might not be good football owners, but they're good franchise owners. Um, maybe it's Matt Patricia. I thought he would succeed, but he's obviously not like, it's just time to come in there and blow it up. Um, they well, just seem to so be going weird. nowhere. He's the defensive right. rocket scientist. And right. his offense, his offense is like the clear shining star of the team. Right, it does. It's mind-boggling, mind-boggling yeah. to me. So, um, and again, love. I would love to have the opportunity to root for them because I love their, I love their jerseys and their colors. Like, so yeah, the other thing, weird thing is too is at what point do you say it's no? We have to move on from Stafford. It's really hard to do. What do they do? But, they trade yeah, him like and just eat a lot of the money. You probably cut him. You probably, unfortunately, do what the Bengals did. Like, if they suck this year and they get the opportunity for Trevor Lawrence, you got to take it. And maybe you just leave Stafford on the roster as a backup, you know? Um, I, you know, I, I, because of the money situation. But I, I think you tr – or you try to trade him, right? I mean, I'm trying to think of a team that could use him. Maybe somebody gets injured or somebody's retiring. I always saw him as a potential option for the Patriots. Um, but Cam might stick there, so we'll see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm with, but I'm with you. It's it's a it's a kerfuddling situation there. I'm really disappointed in the lines. Like it bugs me that they can't figure it out. <laughs> so, you, so you mentioned Andy Dalton quickly and just made me think of that he got into a play for the the Cowboys. You see that? Yeah, and it's somehow yeah. it's like third and goal, and they decide to call an Andy Dalton pass play instead of just be like, all right, hand the ball to Zeke. I don't know if that's Andy Dalton calling an audible line or. Mike McCarthy being like, all right, everybody thinks we're going to hand the ball to Zeke, so we're going to have Andy Dalton throw a pass. And the Red, <laughs> the red Rocket did not – or the Red Rifle, whatever the the Christmas story got. Red Rifle. Red Rifle. Red Rifle. <laughs> he, uh, he did do it. But I thought, I remember seeing that highlight on Sunday night. I was like, what What happened here? It was uh, – that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the best part is, look, I don't consider this a moving week, right? Yeah. Obviously, teams can play their way out of it. But even 0-3 – a couple years back, the Colts were like 0 and 4 or 5, and they won the division. So yeah. we'll talk like next week to me, we're going to have Look, a better set. The Texans coming, coming out of week I mean, four. Still, it's the Texans. Te- yeah. Texans yeah. last year. Yeah, that like, was them, right? It was two years ago. They were like 1 and 5, and then one right. 
was that that six games? Oh. So they won the last ten games. They were eleven and five. Yep. And you know what the big thing now is like to your point, like you shake the tree's been shaken, right? A lot of injuries. So some teams are faltering. Like how do the 49ers bounce back? Um, some of these wideouts going down. Like, there's a lot of injuries out there. Yeah. So team the doors opening. So again, I don't you gotta play well. I wanna see good things from all these teams this week, mm-hmm. but I'm not really judging till week four, maybe even after week four, like the pod between four and five to me is a big conversation. I, okay. I would agree with that. We're I at, think once by we're at the quarter mark. Once right. we get like a third of the teams in the league on a buy and we kind of get an idea of like who can come back windows of big injuries. Like once we get a real idea of when Chris McCaffrey's coming back, not that the Panthers are at this point seem like they're that sleeper wild card team, that seven seed. Right. Everybody thought they could be, but then again, we could be dead wrong because there's seven teams that make the playoffs now. So it's mm-hmm. not out of the mm-hmm. realm of possibility well, that like, that's right. And you know what? It's also like, you know, how does your division shake out? Yeah. Like, are, you know, or is there a clear favorite? Okay. Then, then, then we have a different conversation, but some of these divisions, like they're just, they're, they're going to stay tight. The NFC East is the best example. Like the chances of the Cowboys or Eagles running away with it, or even the Redskins, who I really don't think are good or the giants who obviously aren't good at this point without Saquon, like, you know, you can go nine and seven and there's avenues to nine and seven, a lot of different ways. So, I don't panic at this point. Um, just kind of move forward, you know, and play good football. So we'll definitely come back in around week uh, between four and five. I'll be like making some hard predictions, but yeah. for now, gonna continue to let my eyes do the uh, insights, and then we'll go from there. No, I totally agree with you. Um, anything else before we wrap this thing up? I know the U.S. Open ended up being a uh, fun, although one man show. Yeah, the one man show at the end. Um, you know what? It's funny. I, you look into the stats a little bit. One thing you have to argue is I know that people argue that Bryson outplays the golf course by simply hitting it so far. And I'm not disagreeing there, but he hit greens and made putts. His putting, but, like you saw the progression great. of strokes game putting was incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big yeah, Bryson guy, I, but I had to tip my cap to him. I mean, I'm not a big does. Bryson guy, but I can, I can, I, I absolutely will tip his cap saying he, he went out and and beat a really hard golf course, but he didn't just do it by hitting the ball far. He did the little things right. Like yeah. most of the big issues guys had was we're making massive numbers because they didn't putt well or they didn't hit the hit their wedge as well. Like you have to be able to do that. Um, yeah. Shocked that Justin Thomas faltered as much as he did. I really am. I thought Xander Shoffley would play better. I thought we were um, in for the greatest weekend ever. You know, with the yeah. top ten that we had after Friday. Right. Right. But um, couldn't get it done. Um, yeah, my only yeah, thing bummer. that I still am not sold on Bryson, I'm sorry for interrupting you, is just no, fine. the slow play and then the fucking – it was so on brand him taking that drop on the 17th green. Yeah, it bugged me. Yeah, I, was a little, I didn't agree with that drop either at all. Like he got, he got to improve – not only do you get like a free drop and relief, but he gets to put it on fringe when he was in the rough for those that missed it. Right. And like I get it, there's a sprinkler head in your way, but like – Right. I didn't. Agree, I didn't ruling? like that. I forget what the exact ruling was, but it was something. I, was I forget what they were saying, but yeah. And look, the rules official was over there, so I didn't yeah, do so anything. He wrong, clearly, like, but it's, it's a USGA just, event. He clearly didn't break a rule, but it was still like it's felt so on brand. It, like, it's it's the perception, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the perception that you make. Yeah, they, then you had Patrick Reed try to break the perception. He was getting interviewed by um, Riggs by, from um, Barstool by Riggs for yeah, yeah uh, for football. For, that you know, so there's one guy trying to like, kind of change his narrative because unless you're Tiger. It's hard to not be friendly. If you're prickly, if you're doing things different, it's going to be tough for you to make that following. I, I don't want Bryson to change how he plays, but to your point, like the slow play stuff. The other thing I hate too is like some of these great, like these yardage books. I, part of me wishes that they would not have all the help, right? I know it's all preparation and that I, I get that preparation factors in, but 
It'd be nice to see them putt for real. So you know where they're not allowed to have it? <laughs> the Masters. At Augusta, yeah. And I'm yeah. excited, yep. Yep, that's going to be really And I'm excited to see it. Yep. But, yep. Uh, no, we'll but see. to your point, though, on changing perception, Justin Thomas, remember he had all, like, the bad mojo around him and kicked the guy out of the tournament and all that? And now, like, that right. was two years ago, maybe three years ago. But, like, he is such a different perception around him now he's like granted mm-hmm. he also did foreplay and like had a really like open interview but like even just on the, around the tour and like obviously like he always was spoken highly of by his fellow tour mates unlike patrick reed but right you know he at least did did some and, and you know did oh, some to improve himself yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens but uh it's good to see it's good to know there's another major coming up it's kind of exciting kind of throwing me off a little bit It'll be hopefully a little warmer because I do struggle when it's really, really cold. I don't mind them having to wear like long sleeves, like a quarter zip, but like you could tell like they would get a little frigid in the early morning. Um, yeah. I mean, I will uh, say to you, that, I, I had to tee off at a similar time and the conditions, as you know, conditions this weekend yeah. were not, were not fucking around. Um, right. But, the morning was brutal. And then, it was then you're brutal. sweating six holes in because the, the sun's come up, you know, but well, we're getting to that time anyway. We know yeah. it's coming, but it's the first time it came is when it throws you off the most in my opinion. Yeah. And now we mentioned at the top of the show, are you shocked by the hockey and the basketball where that, where that's at? No, I'm not surprised. I, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised by the nuggets. Uh, would be my biggest surprise. Um, in the basketball world, love to see them win. Uh, it's nice to see kind of a homegrown team doing well, mm-hmm. obviously out in the Lakers, hundred percent. Don't honestly, at this point, Celtics and heat, I don't really like either team. Um, kind of like the Tyler hero story. So maybe I'll root for the heat if they beat the Celtics. Um, which I think they will at this point up three one. Celtics have totally turned it off. I'm shocked. I thought they it were is, gonna, it's kind of shocking gonna, to see. Yeah, I thought they were going to run yeah. away with this thing. I thought the Heat may run out of gas at some point in the bubble, and they just haven't. The right. Nuggets, I, I believe, would, say, would be the first but, team to ever. They're the first team to ever come back from two one in a single playoffs. I believe they'll be the first team to ever be down. Oh, yeah, actually, they would have to be the first team ever down three one in a single playoffs, which is mm-hmm. astounding. Mm-hmm. If they gotcha. lose tonight, yeah. Um, I would say hockey, not really overly surprised. A little surprised the Stars beat the, the, the Knights, but they're a good team. I'm not shocked the Lightning are up 2-1 and seem yeah. to have a stranglehold on the series. Well, that game I think three, the Lightning will win. Stamkos coming back, immediately scoring. Incredible right. story to see, and it's just awesome. I saw a right. rundown of just his, like, the bad luck he's had in the last 10 years. Like, misses the Canadian mm-hmm. team in, in, the, in the 2010 Olympics by, like, the last, he was like the last one cut or something. He scored 51 goals that year. Um, and that, like, he's gotten hurt a bunch. One year there was no, there were no pros, and or two years ago there's no pros in the Olympics. Like, there's all this different stuff that he's just barely missed out on whatever. Like, he broke his nose when they lost in the 2011 playoffs. Then they make it in 15, and, and he, I think, also was hurt. Just cool story there. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I mean, they, their skaters, their forwards especially, are just a lot better. Their defensemen probably are just deeper, and they have guys that they got through. You know, they they did almost the Vegas strategy of taking the one man's trash as another man's treasure of getting guys at low value or getting a guy off waivers like Bogosian. Uh, but Vasilevsky, man, has been as great as Hudobin's been for Dallas, and a bigger reason why they're there. Vasilevsky, if you know, I mean, I get Hedman's playing incredible. He is like the third highest goals in a defenseman in a single playoffs ever. Um, but Vasilevsky's got to be your con Smythe if you're looking at it now. Yeah, I think it would be pretty hard to say no there. Yeah. Although I'm with you. I mean, it would be nice to see a defenseman get it. So I'll take Hedman anytime. 
Yeah, for those that haven't seen, the, the, the other two guys that have more goals than him in a single playoffs by a defenseman are Paul Coffey, and I believe number two is Brian Leach. So, some good company to be oh, a part wow. of. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, great company. Yeah. But, Maddie, I think that's going to do it. I'm getting a hounded yeah. to go cook dinner for the for the lovely fiance. There you go. But, Matt, thanks for jumping <laughs> on, man. We'll do this again soon. Of course. Yeah. Let us know what you guys thought, what picks you think we uh, completely whiffed on. And uh, everybody enjoy your weekend. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast, The Bullpen Cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Search The Thunderblog uh, or Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter. Join our Facebook group. I forgot to put up a questions poll, but I normally do that before podcasts so you can be a part of the conversation. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I've been waiting a while to say this. Fly, Eagles, fly!